Greetings, everyone, and welcome to our 217faith.church service, the church that fits your schedule. Today, we'd like to speak with you about the Holy Spirit and the warnings that he gives to us, the church. You see, God sent the Holy Spirit to instruct us and reminds us of the things that we have learned after our Savior Jesus went up to heaven. I hope that we will listen to his guidance today. Please stick around to learn more. Like the wind, unseen but present, moving and felt. Like the seasons, changing at exactly the right time. Like the pull of gravity that keeps me firmly planted to the ground beneath my feet. Your faithfulness. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Immovable, unshakable. Your love is steadfast and you keep every one of your promises. You will never leave and you never forsake the ones you love. You finish everything you start and never have you spoken a word in vain. As undeniable as the sun, rising day in and day out without fail, and just as certain as the setting of that same sun, you are faithful. We're so glad to have you at 217faith.church where we believe in preaching a godly biblical perspective, putting others first, and living out a Christ-like faith in action. We humbly greet you in the name of the Lord, and we hope that you will indeed hear God's word today and be moved to put your Christian faith to work. We'd like to direct you to our ministry website, 217faith.church, where you may find previous services and other teachings to aid you in your Christian walk. Also there, you'll find opportunities to put your faith into action. We want to encourage you to uh, join us this month in supporting Life Water Internationals, an organization whose sole purpose is to build water wells worldwide where people have no access to clean water. I don't have to tell you that water is a necessity for all humanity, right? And some people simply don't have access to it. So please join us today in supporting this wonderful organization. Go find them on our website and give directly to them. Please pray about your gift and give as God leads you. While you're visiting the website 217faith.church, you'll find there more details also on putting your faith into action. And of course, finally, remember our resources to help you through your own Christian experience. These resources are, av- resources are available on our ministry website and wherever books are sold. We pray that God will bless your life and the experience that you're going through through these books, all for his honor and for his glory. Amen. Our scripture for today comes from the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. This is the Apostle Paul, right? And he's t- talking to us, and he says to us, Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons, through the insincerity of liars, whose consciousness are seared, who forbid marriage and require abstinence from food that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. He says everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and by prayer. 
May God indeed grant us understanding this morning as we dig into his word. Now, last time we spoke about the conditions of God. And today we want to carefully stop and listen to the warnings of the Holy Spirit. You see, the brazen deceptions of politicians nowadays is ridiculous. The lies, the corruption, the manipulation, and the censorship of information is just beyond belief. Yet, they'll say anything to get a vote, right? They'll flip-flop on any issue if they feel that it gives them somehow an advantage. Politicians always preach some sort of message, but it may not necessarily be a true message. As a result, they might get themselves into a little trouble. Maybe not. As believers, we must remember that while all authority comes from God, it does not mean that God has validated or sanctioned a corrupt government. God can use man's evil schemes against them if it serves his purpose. He often used evil nations to teach the Israelites a lesson, but it doesn't mean that they got away with it. No, God's judgment ultimately was pronounced on those who harm his people. So governments today better be warned. Unfortunately, too many Christians today refuse or, or really confuse the government's so-called social justice for godly or righteous behaviors. That's a mistake. This isn't so because it does, it comes, if you will, at the expense of suppressing one side of the population, right? There will always be, of course, people in the world that are preaching some sort of message. They may be politicians, they may be, uh, you know, celebrities, people on TV, commentators, uh, false prophets, someone at work or worse, increasingly in our liberal and misguided colleges. Yet it doesn't mean that their truth is true. You see, not all evil uh, uh, Jim Joneses of the People's Temple or David Koresh of the Branch Davidians of the world are preaching in a pulpit across our land. No, some of these false, false prophets and teachers are in the workplace right next door to us. They speak to us when we turn the TV on. What news network feeds your realities? Do you bother to check if they are telling you the truth against other sources? Or do you just open up and swallow their descriptions and evil instigations? Be warned, my friends. Be warned. Matthew 7, 15 through 16, Jesus says, Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruits, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes, he says, from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? The fruit of some is rather obvious, and this kind of people are not to be listened to or followed. Matthew 24, 4 and 5, Jesus again, he answers this, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Christ and will deceive many. I believe that we're living in a time when there are more false prophets than before. Of course, there are more people than ever before. But there is also more mass communication like TVs, internet, cell phones. People are out there to spill their propaganda, uh, their so-called faith in, in every way possible. They are out there to get people to believe whatever they believe, no matter how wild or corrupt. And if you don't believe what they believe, if you don't agree, then you're in the wrong. Right? 
Well, you might say, well, Moy, how are you any different? You're preaching here. Well, for one, I don't ask you to do anything uh, or, or I don't ask anything of you, if you will, except for you to go and check the scriptures and what I'm saying. Look at God's word, at the evidence and, and what we're proclaiming here and verify for yourself. You see, here in lies and deceptions, it's always worse when it comes to the mouth of men or women of God. And trust me, there are plenty out there. They tell you this, uh, uh, they tell you something on this hand and then they do something else behind their back. So be careful of these, I'll call them demons. They will have their day in judgment. For many disguise themselves in large cathedrals and preach good, feel good sermons. But in the end, they only mislead people of God. I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying it's up to you to see and make sure you're not being deceived. For example, when churches accept evil behavior and actions and falsely justify them with God's love, like we have nowadays, you got to get away from them. You must beware. We must beware for the sake of our children and our grandchildren. We must continue to teach the truth according to God's word, not according to somebody's interpretation. That is why we encourage you to check the teachings. That's why we give you the scriptures that we're looking into, because I want you to go and check them for yourself. We must also get involved in our, our local governments and stop this nonsense by voting these evil people out and truly, truly electing people who will do right by the people, not just somebody who wants to enrich themselves. Tell me here in America, in our Congress, these are supposed to be uh, people or servants of the people. And how is it that, that, that they all become rich after being there a couple of times? Because they're out to corrupt themselves and corrupt us to achieve their means. So be warned. I can promise you, my friends, that I will not intentionally mislead you. But it is still our duty to read God's word and to correct those that may be misusing it. Don't just simply pick a verse that you think applies to you and run with it. Look at the context. We need to therefore listen to what the Spirit says. That is what God's Holy Spirit says to us. And particularly as the Spirit is recorded in the scriptures. We often said, oh, I wish that God would speak to me. Open the Bible. Read it. So this morning, we want to look at three warnings, if you will, from the Holy Spirit. Number one, simply from what we read, the Spirit says that some will abandon the faith. Number two, the Spirit says that some will follow deception. And number three, the Spirit says that some will forbid what is good. I pray that as we look into these promises, that we would heed the word and the voice of God and avoid these pitfalls in our lives, this, this false teachings that are even around them, right? And so the first point we want to cover, as we mentioned, is the Spirit says that some will abandon their faith. I'm talking about our Christian faith. Now, this should be familiar to us. After all, we all probably know people who have indeed abandoned their faith. Maybe because of a faith crisis or, or a perception of a lack of action on God's part according to what they expected from God. Well, let's remember God's promises from the scriptures in 1 Peter 3.9, where we are simply told, The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count as slowness. But He is patient towards you, not wanting that anyone should perish, but that all to reach repentance. And so the Spirit clearly, clearly tells us that in later time, some will abandon their faith and they will follow deceitful spirits and things taught by demons. Again, we already see this happening in our world today. We have always seen it happen, right? The, the famous story of, of Tiger Woods, the golf player who abandoned his young wife, his beautiful wife, for 14 other women. 
But there's something worse than whatever Tiger did and other people, of course, including politicians are doing in their relationships. And even though what they have done is very bad, what is worse is when we abandon our faith in Christ for anything else. Do you know anyone who has left their faith in Christ for another kind of faith? There's quite a few examples of that. Famous people that are news or are well-known. Uh, actor Tom Cruise for himself left his once Catholic, Catholic faith for the Church of Scientology. He who, who once almost became a Franciscan monk walked away from his faith for some selfish inclination disguised as a religion. If you don't know much about uh, Church of Scientology, read up on it. It's, it's pretty weird. But why did he do that? The same goes for, for the, the singer Madonna, right? Who left her Catholic faith for something called Kabbalism, which is, which is a Jewish mysticism. It's sort of an esoteric sect, which is they think they're a select few people that where they're teaching men to explain the relationship between the creator and the universe. Doesn't sound bad, right? Except that they focus on the creation rather than the creator. Why did she do that? Again, probably for the same reason that others have done so in the past, leaving their faith. Either they weren't practicing it, or they felt they weren't getting anything out of it, which is really connected to the other one, right? Both of these are selfish perceptions. The bottom line is that most people abandon their faith because they are either not practicing it faithfully, or else it has no real meaning for them in life. And the same thing holds true for those who leave their faith in Christ. I've seen plenty of people drop out of the church because they got, uh, if you will, so involved with the world, right? At work. They, they got consumed with, with making money or play, things of pleasure. But I haven't seen too many people leave one church to join another kind of church. You know, like a Protestant for a, a Baptist or anything like that. You don't see that a lot. There's a story of the pastor who, who served in a small church. And one Sunday he was told that this, this young, particularly young couple who, who was, had always been faithful to his, his church had left a few weeks back and had gotten themselves involved in some sort of a cult in the area. Why did they do that, he thought to himself. He could only guess. But later on, as he spoke to different people, as he even went to try to speak to the couple, he realized the basic principle. They were not practicing their Christian faith as revealed in Scripture. If they had, he thought, they would not think that they could just simply walk away from the fellowship and relationship with God. Yet the Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceitful spirits and things taught by demons. I don't know about you, but I find this text a bit shocking. It is hard to believe or think of anyone leaving the faith of Christ to follow a deceiving spirit and things taught by demons. That, that's scary. I mean, who does that? Any way you look at it, it's frightening. And it could have frightening consequences. In fact, Hebrews 13.9 says, Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. But unfortunately and sadly, some people have. The ridiculousness of the woke movement today is a clear example of how many are leaving their Christian faith behind to satisfy their, their selfish, misguided perceptions of the world. We must continue praying for those who have put their faith down to follow the wrong path. We must continue to lift them before God and pray for ourselves so that we may not be tempted, as perhaps they did, to put our faith down. 
Because the second warning of the Spirit that we want to share with you today tells us uh, that the Spirit says that some will follow indeed these deceptions. The Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon their faith and follow deceitful spirits taught by demons. What do we mean by later times? Well, remember, this was written 2,000 years ago. Later times could very well be today, couldn't it be? And so such teachings come, if you will, through what we can simply call hypocritical liars, people that say one thing but do something else, whose consciousness has been seared, as the scripture says, uh, but you know, like a hot iron by these by these false teachings. Some will follow these evil spirits. The Bible says that. Who would do that? You could ask. Deception comes in disguise, right? If we're not close to God, we're going to fall for these other things. And it doesn't sound really good, doesn't it? Again, to me, it sounds a little scary, a little spooky. When you're talking about deceitful spirits, things taught by demons, that imagery doesn't get in your head. It's like something maybe out of a movie, out of Hollywood, right? There's a man by name, by the name of Ben Alexander, who is the director of something called ESP Ministries. It stands for Exposing Satan's Power Ministry. Uh, in his background, you can learn on his website that Ben used to be a, a former spiritual medium in the country of England. He explains, you know, spiritual mediums supposedly try to contact the spirit of deceased, uh, deceased people, right? However, Ben now believes, after coming to faith in Christ, and he can prove with scripture, of course, that there is no such thing as mediums. But in fact, when you are contacting these so-called spirits, it's really something of a, of a more dangerous thing. The book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 5, verse 5 and 6 says, For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward, and even the memory of them is forgotten. Their love, their hate, and their jealousy have long since vanished. Never again will they have a part in anything that happens under the sun. So if the dead know nothing about what is happening on earth or in God's creation, clearly, according to Scripture, they cannot be contacted. Ben Alexander says, again, that these believers, these spiritual mediums are more than likely contacting demons who are impersonating the spirit of those deceived people. No wonder the scripture warns us against going and seeking this, the advice of mediums. This is not scary to you. I don't know what will be, right? It's scary because it sounds real and it can be real. And they're out there deceiving and destroying. But we have God's word, right? And his promises for us as well. In fact, Ephesians 6, 10 and 12 says, God says, finally be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle, says there, is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. And the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9 says, Be self-controlled and alert, for your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, he says. Stand firm in your faith. Because you know that your brothers worldwide suffer the same suffering. We tend to think that whatever we're going through is unique to us. But the fellowship of believers around the world, we're experiencing the same thing. And yet only by standing firm in your faith of Christ can we overcome the evil one and his forces. If we don't take a stand for the Lord, then we don't have anything to stand up against the enemy. Because there is no greater force uh, greater force than Satan, if you were in this world, than God, right? That is aside God, the Holy Spirit that lives in us. 
After all, he who is in us is greater, says the scripture, than he who is in the world. And yet the Spirit tells us that some will follow these evil spirits. Some of these deceitful spirits may well be false teachers who teach anything and everything that opposes Christ and his word. Anytime you hear a preacher say something that goes against the scripture, run. There's another man called Jose Luis de Jesus Miranda. He's, uh, he was born uh, in Puerto Rico, and he is the founder of, of a group called Growing in Grace International Ministry, a movement that teaches the doctrine of grace. What's so bad about that, boy? Well, this ministry is based out of uh, Miami, Florida. And this person claims to be both Jesus Christ returned and the Antichrist. And he proudly exhibits a tattoo with the number 666 on his, on his forearms, actually. He calls him, refers himself as the man Christ Jesus. You see that Jesus grew up in poverty. And he became a, a Pentecostal minister and then a member of the Southern Baptist Convention. That's that's. Quite a, a jump in, in theological thinking, but he has always walked in the true convictions of the Christian faith and has followed now seems to fallen into the deceptive spirits. Now, don't get me wrong, this guy's nuts. I'll even call him a demon. I saw a, a scary clip of him on the internet uh, where he's talking to this couple who's trying to give him some money for, for his church and, and some plan given that he's doing. And it's, it's a pretty scary interaction the way that he treats them. But talk about being deceived deceived and misled. There are many deceptive spirits, of course, and people out there who are just waiting to take more, right? Just, just more than your money, right? They may as well be taking a person's soul or making it you, you know, go to the bad place, if you will. So we must pray that God, through His grace, may grant us the courage to stand firm in Him and resist the temptation to follow the sweet words of those that would cause us to walk away from our faith. We must also pray for those who have already been deceived. You see, when someone is deceived, it's not as bad as when someone else openly sins. We can look at the examples of Adam and Eve. Adam openly sinned while Eve was deceived. We can get into that another time. Another word for being deceived is the word fooled. But that is just what happens. The enemy fools us into walking away from our relationship with God. Why fool us? Because there's nothing better than being in the presence of God. Friends, pray for those in your life whom you know have gone down this lost path and ask God to grant you the opportunity to rescue them, to bring them back to a fruitful knowledge of His true gospel. And finally, the third warning from the Spirit in today's passage is simply this. The Spirit says that some will forbid what is good? You're saying, boy, what does that mean? Well, they forbid people from marrying or, or abstaining from certain foods, right? Which God created to be received, says the scriptures, with thanksgiving by those who believe in his truth. Some will preach the false doctrines of saying we must abstain from, from partaking of, of food, of course, or good things from God, right? Again, marriage, food, both are good. God created them. God established them. Now, this doesn't mean that every marriage is good. I agree with you. We humans sometimes rush into and mistake love for lust or the other way around. And because they are maybe really cute and we find them that, you know, we want to be with that person, but then soon enough we find that we're not truly equally yoked. And then things go bad. 
Yet marriage as created by God and blessed and intended by God through a proper union uh, for companionship and collaboration is a good thing. Look at our society when marriage has been broken down, when the family has been broken down, those, those segments of our society who continue to struggle, who cannot seem to pull themselves out of poverty or out of the deception they live in. Think about those people, right? Why do people sometimes get married? Is it, is it for money? Is it for love? Is it for, for mutual support and encouragement in life? Is it for community? Hopefully, if you are married, you are married for the right reasons. After God created humankind, of course, we're talking about Adam and Eve, he said, it is good. So as God intended marriage, it is good. And we can have these good things in our lives. And yet some may say or teach that marriage is to be refused or, or perverse in some way. Not sure where they get that doctrine, right? It may be, however, that some people uh, shouldn't get married. I'm okay with that too. There are some whose marriage may be doomed to failure in the first place because it is not according to the scripture. It is not according to what God intended for marriage. But that's for each person to decide, right? This is why I am a big believer in what we call premarital counseling. There is much to be discussed before we take the plunge, excusing the word. We just saw a commercial recently where it's talking about uh, the, our taxes, when you do our taxes, and how uh, apparently now the IRS here in the U.S. is coming with new laws, that it might be more beneficial for you to file your taxes as a single person, even if you're married, single filing separately. Now, I know this sounds like a conspiracy theory, but could it be that those in those rooms that we don't have access to those conversations, someone is plotting to continue to destroy the family structure by introducing these benefits, right? We must be warned about these deceptive spirits. You see, in today's passage, not only does it talk about marriage being a good thing, but also about food, right? Uh, I know of some people that, for example, won't eat, uh, let's say, celery. Well, you may say, what's wrong with celery? Well, nothing, I guess. That's, that's a, it's a personal thing with them, right? Actually, it's me. I don't, I don't like to eat celery. Uh, but does that mean that it is not good? No, it's a preference. You may like something I don't like and vice versa. We all have uh, different acquired tastes, if you will. However, the text may be referring to some Old Testament practices of not eating things like pork or camel or rabbit. You can find that in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 14. There's a comedian that says that the animals we don't eat is because we tried them, but they didn't taste pretty good, right? So then we decided to give them names. No, but according to scriptures, there are some animals in the Old Testament that God forbids us from eating. I'm sure, absolutely convinced that there might be some medical or other good reason for why God said that. Yet in the New Testament, we're told that everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because the word of God and through prayer has been consecrated. There is the uh, incident, of course, when God called Peter to go preach to the Gentiles, right? And remember, these food restrictions were only on the Jewish people. But when God calls Peter to go and preach to the Gentiles, God uses an illustration of, of, a, of a, a carpet that was full of these unclean animals. And Peter refused to eat it, even though God was asking him to do so. 
then God says to him, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Yes, this applies to Gentiles, but it applies to foods as well. We sinners, we are dirty by sin, yet God washes us. And some foods, of course, were denied at first. But if God blesses it, meaning when we seek his blessing over our food, it's okay to eat it. I could ask, you know, what's, what's the weirdest, you, wildest thing you've ever eaten? For me, it's probably alligator, although I think my wife has tried snake. I don't know if I'm that adventurous. Under the new covenant relationship, we may eat whatever we want as long as we receive it with thanksgiving, which means what? As long as we thank God for his provision, as long as we seek his blessing over it. It's one thing for people to express their opinion, to have their preferences over certain foods like celery. But it doesn't mean that, that everybody should entirely give up on those things, right? That, that people shouldn't eat this food because it's against God's will. This is truly nonsense. And even today, it causes division in the church of God and causes people to slip away from their faith. But I'll tell you what, it's against God's will. And that is not being thankful. We sin more by not being thankful to God than by eating certain foods. And remember what it says, as long as we accept it with thanksgiving. Yet ingratitude is sinful. Most things in life are good. They are God-given gift and should always be received with thanksgiving, in prayer, and with praise. The scripture says that every perfect gift comes from above. And they are even better because we've asked God's blessing on them. Our marriage, families, our food. Notice I said most things, right? There are things out there, and you know what I'm talking about, such as plants and some animals that are toxic and that we should try our best to stay away from them. The Spirit says some people will abandon their faith. Some will follow deceptive spirits. And some will forbid what God has called good. Friends, we need to listen to every word that God's Holy Spirit says, not just the ones that validate our perspective. We should begin by listening to God's word because the Holy Spirit is always speaking to us through his word. So that means you have to read it. John 16, 12 and 13 says, I have much more to say to you. This is Jesus more than you can now bear. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak his own words. He will speak only what he hears and tells you what is yet to come. So today we've looked at these, at these three simple warnings, and we would do well to listen to them. But God still has so much more to share with us pertaining to our relationship with him, our relationship with each other. Also, our jobs in school, our actions, or sometimes our lack of actions in our spiritual journey as we put our faith into practice. Your commitment to uh, how uh, to your faith and to accomplishing God's will in your life is up to you. But are you paying close attention? Are you spending time in His Word, in fellowship with Him, and in prayer and meditation? Are you taking time to listen instead of just giving God a a long to do list and walking away and coming back later on and expecting to accomplish everything you ask? When the Spirit of God speaks, we must listen. He will guide us into all truth, which is written in Scripture. This morning, may we all pray, God, help us to listen well and move 
as your spirit leads us. Would you pray with me? Lord, help us to listen as the old chorus says, teach me how to listen and pray. Let your spirit grab a hold of us today and redirect our path to the path that will lead us to you through obedience and faith. Lord, we may not even know it, but perhaps there are those they have fallen away, they have walked away, they've been deceived by the enemy or continue to refuse your good gifts. Maybe our, our own legalism or, or lack of surrender to the guidance of the Holy Spirit in our lives as he speaks has caused some to, to walk away from you. Maybe we are responsible for pushing people away from you. Convict us, we pray, on this day and restore us to a rightful place with you. Help us to go and seek those that have fallen away. Lord, we love you and we truly want to be useful to you. Therefore, please help us to draw near to you every day so that we may not fall away or be deceived by the enemy of this world. Help us to always remember your love and mercy for each of us and to live our lives in a way that honors you always. For we pray these things in the precious name of Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are so grateful to have had you join us in this service, and we pray that you will be motivated to put your faith in God into action. So would you please visit our website, 217faith.church, or, or as you're watching us here on YouTube or on Facebook or a link on Twitter, please help us to spread the word by, by liking and sharing and clicking on those wonderful notifications. You know how helpful that will be for us to continue to spread God's word. You see, God's calling humbles us to preach his message of hope, of love, and invitation. And so we call you to join us so that together we may reach more who surely need God's welcoming word of grace. Not our message, but God's word is what we intend to preach. And so until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his face to you and grant you peace. So until we see each other again, go in the full assurance that God loves you very much. And through his Holy Spirit, he's seeking to guide and speak to us. Therefore, we must do everything we can to listen carefully every day and to act according to his teachings. May God bless you.